everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the, your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. I have no clue what that accent was. At first, I thought you were trying to do like Russell Brand, and then I had—I don't know where you were going after that. Yeah, I have—I I don't know what I was thinking either. It was Just, fun though. Yeah, it was fun. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, <laughs> hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the GYC Podcast. Today, you've got my man Rohit Rohila, Mister. Uh, I, I don't even know what to call you right now with that accent. Yeah, Mister. Who knows where he's from? Who knows? And. Uh, Along with Rohit today, you have Kyle Reed. I am back in the studio, back in full effect. Yeah. After my hiatus. So another country. Soaking up some sun. How was it? It was good. I think I'm same color as you now. Um, Am I Indian? Oh, I'm... You're close. Whoa. I might be darker than Man. Indian brown. My goodness. Look out. I can't go to an airport now. <laughs> <laughs> Please send hate mail to Kyle at gysdpodcast.com. No, do not. Please don't. It's uh, K-I-L-E <laughs> at gysdpodcast.com. Uh, we've got another fantastic episode for you guys this week. Rohit. Wait, this one is going to be good? This one's, they're all going to be good. Okay, got it. Just wanted to. They're all going to be good. All right. I'm That's why you. I said another. Okay, okay. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> like the other 160. Yeah. And we also have Glenn, but he's feeling shy for some reason. Yeah, Glenn, what's up? Yeah. Buddy? You can't? Okay, got your tongue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's that finger? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, here's a little bit of a backstory to this episode. Now, as you know, um, for too long now, I have been talking about this online course that I've been developing called 30 Day Life Reset. Well, to say that a fire has been lit underneath me would be a true understatement. I've been putting in 16, 18 hour days consistently every day on on this thing. And it's the workbook alone is like 100 plus pages. So it's, it's pretty spectacular. And there was one module in it that I kind of needed some feedback and, and help on and asked... Uh, <laughs> Kyle and Glenn to uh, kind of be my guinea pigs for it. And so with this module that that we're going to be talking about today, today is all about reflecting on your past. And how do you do that? It's a lot more than just looking back and and thinking about your memories. This module from this 30-day life reset program uh, is all about helping you identify uh, kind of key moments or defining moments or or moments in your life that are good or bad, that are happy, sad, that are kind of where things in your life take a turn or maybe just something that you like to reflect on as, as a highlight. And so I had both Kyle and, and Glenn do this where there's a timeline and you go from birth to the present day and you kind of draw a, a line graph. From the, from the ups and the downs, and you kind of reflect on it and go over, you know, what were some of your highs? What were some of your lows? How did you come back from it? And things like that. So before before I kind of dive into why this is such a powerful exercise, 
we'll, we'll hand it over to hand the mic over to Kyle and, and Kyle, what was what was kind of your experience of this? So I was a guinea pig. This was an experiment. Yep. So like when you look at a bottle of shampoo and it says not tested on animals, I was the animal. Now I can say this was tested on Kyle and Glenn. <laughs> you son of a. No. You son of a gun. <laughs> Since Sam's not here, no Sam's were harmed in the making of this program. <laughs> nope. No Sam's were harmed during the making of this program. My goodness. Um, sorry, that was all I could think of. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Damn you. Um, it was good. And I feel that this exercise... So I, I think our situation was unique, right? I feel this exercise deserves more time, mm-hmm. honestly, than what we spent on it for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of the, um, I guess, ex- not really experiment, I don't want to say, but maybe for you to proof out the exercise. Got it. Um, the exercise itself, I thought was challenging to take a look back. to How do you break it? This does a good job of breaking your life into pieces for you. So once you do that, I had to put the numbers down here and think about it. And then, okay, this time was this age to this age. What was I doing? It was adolescent. I was in middle school and high school. Who were my friends? What was my family life like? And it immediately brought certain emotions in, both good and bad, on both sides of the spectrum. So it's like, okay, point those out. Jot those things down. And then you can kind of take a look and see where things took a turn for better or worse. Um, And it, it, it definitely is an exercise that elicits emotion as you stumble upon those memories. As you're searching your memory banks, you're taking a look in the archives, you're rewinding the videotape, whatever you want to call it. Things will be like, boom, oh, that. Boom, oh, that. Yeah. You know, and you kind of get both of those pieces and you can discover what happens in between. But I really enjoyed it. And I think it's something that can be tremendously powerful, given the time to spend on it, to be able to dive into each of the, the moments, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and analyze them from there. Yeah. One of the one of the reasons why this is so important, reflecting on your past is a lot of times, and, and you and I talked about how this wasn't like the main purpose of this exercise, but just something that we come across in general. A lot of times when people hit their highest high, they fall, not to their lowest low, but but they definitely fall low. Mm-hmm. And that's because we don't have goals lined up one after another. So if yeah. you accomplish a goal, how do you know what's next? And if you don't, you go so long without something else happening. You know, for for those who set weight goals, you know, I want to lose X amount of pounds. Well, what happens is, say you weigh, so right now I'm at 132 and my goal is 125, right? If I don't set another health-related goal for myself, once I hit 125, what do I do? Now what? You go to Taco Bell and you eat a shit ton of gordita crunches or whatever you eat. Cheese gordita crunch. Yeah, that. To celebrate, and before you know it, oh, I'm back at 135. 132 again, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's really important, is you need to recognize that in the past when you haven't done that, what happens to you? You tend to fall down. Yeah. And at the same respect, when you've hit your lows, how do you come back up? 
It's because a lot of times when we're at our lowest, that's when desperation kicks in. And when desperation kicks in, we're willing to do anything and everything to outstretch our capacity. So, Kyle, if I tell you I want you to collect $5,000 in a, in a new way, generate $5,000 in one week, could you do it? Well, maybe, you know, you call a couple people or, or you try to do something. And then at the end of it, you know, I was only able to get 800 Okay, cool. I give you another week to generate another $5,000. But this time, I've got a gun pointed at Emily's head. I will pull the trigger. Now, could you come up with a 5K? Easily. Because you would call people that you haven't talked to in years. You would uh, beg, borrow, and steal. You would do whatever it takes. Because now, your real driving motivation has changed. You, you have a sense of desperation. Whereas before you didn't, when things are, when things are going well in our life, we pull off the gas pedal a bit. We coast. We coast. Shit's in neutral. We get comfortable. And that's when things fall down. And I bet you if you take a look, well, not you specifically, but for people, if you take a look at what some of your highlights are, a lot of the reasons why you fell back down is because you were comfortable. You achieved this goal or you achieved this uh, milestone. And it's like, now what? Now what do I do? Which is why you have to take a look at people like, I don't know if you know any. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> setting you up Michael, for a. For Michael a, Jordan. A layup. For a layup there. <laughs> but yeah, what what keeps him going? You you know him intimately. You've got a man crush on him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wanted to get more rings than anybody else on the planet. Well, not anybody else on the planet, but specifically MJ. Right. When you have somebody that has a hyper competitive drive and whatever you have is never enough, you'll never be satisfied. You just want to continue to try harder and harder and harder and harder. One championship isn't enough. You win one. That's great. You that's the pinnacle. There's nothing higher than an NBA championship in basketball or for a personal perspective, an MVP. Right. Yeah. Finals MVP or season MVP or whatever that looks like. But to be able to continue to drive yourself to play at a high level, to try and achieve a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth, that takes something that not everybody has, right? That takes the ability to maintain that same drive, that same desperation, if you will, time after time, and to recognize that what you have is great success, but it's not what you want. And really, you have to think about the psychological state of somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Is, is that type of maniacal commitment healthy? For that person, maybe. Yeah. For the average person, no, because they're the average person. We're the average person. Average. Right? Yeah. We don't relate to that type of maniacal commitment. So we have ups and downs. We bounce back from things. We fall down from things. So when you had mentioned that, when I when I look at this scale, right, I have the largest highlights and the lowest lowlights. Here, mm-hmm. those are the, as you mentioned, defining moments, right? Those are some of the biggest moments in my life. 
And if I was to take a look at those moments and break that down into uh, maybe an era, I suppose, or a chapter in my life and take a look at what happened after it and before it, depending upon the type of event, there was always an immediate response that you're right. It's, it's one way or the other. It's a swing. It's like a pendulum going back and forth. And I do recognize that in a lot of this. Did you have the same when you did this exercise yourself? Yeah. So I have not done this exercise yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, for, for, for a couple reasons. One is um, I'm very close to finishing up their day life reset. Mm-hmm. And when I do, I'm going to be looking for people um, who want to test the whole thing. And that's when I will be testing it as well. Mm. And so even though I'm familiar with these exercises, I'm not doing them right now because I'd rather do them with everyone. In real time during the beta. Yeah. Got it. Um, and so that's that's why I haven't done it. But, but when I was designing this, there are – so one of, my, one of my favorite mentors, Jim Rohn, speaking oh, yeah. very highly of him on air, uh, he talks about the day that turns his life around. So, so that one event that he was like, you know what? My life is never going to be the same again. And I, I think about that all the time because if I had to define for me what that moment is, I would struggle. When did I really shift from this path to this path? And I think what this exercise is designed to – not I think what this is designed to do because I'm the one who designed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, when, when Are I, you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, when I designed this, it was to help people identify those moments when there was a shift in the direction of your life or, and even more powerful, a shift in your thinking. Hmm. Because this podcast, for example, and you and I have had several conversations off air about the impact of this podcast and and what it's meant in your own personal life. Instead of, whereas the average person would walk into a situation and they were upset about it or weren't happy about it or whatever, they would just be like, oh, I didn't like it or I didn't, you know, and and they'd just leave it as is. But what you have started to come to do is reflect on it. Well, why do I feel this way? Why am I feeling this way? What was it that triggered this? Was it something from my past? If so, like what, you know, you have a deeper sense of thinking and understanding and analyzing and reflecting on your own self-behavior and your outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so because of this, if we can identify those, you know what? Yeah, since I did this, that's when things really changed for me. That's where the power comes in. For example, when, when I've done something similar like this in the past, I've always wanted to do what I'm doing right now. But there was a time when I was working for Microsoft. What is it that you're doing right now, Rohit? <laughs> um, you know, do, do Share it, some of that magic, man. You know, just, Being an entrepreneur, damn it. Um, Take some I, pride in that shit. <laughs> just helping people transform their lives. You know? It's just, it's just so powerful. And when I hear about the impact that it makes for people, it just... I don't know. I mean, it's just so amazing. I I try not to focus on me, especially when I'm, you know, someone's like, oh, because, you know, I went to this event of yours and because that, like, here's what I think about now. I have to make it about them. It's like, wow, that's fantastic. Like, you did that and you're proactive and all this kind of stuff, you know. But but when a, 
a personal friend shares the impact, then it's different because then you're like, wow, like, you know, I, 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 you see that. Mm -hmm. And so what, um, was important for me was when I was, when I was working for Microsoft, that was one of my goals ever since I could remember in, in high school, I wanted to work for Microsoft and here I am working for Microsoft. But the, but the job that I had at the time, I was a, what they called a retail field trainer. So I would go to all these, you know, like Best Buy corporate, Staples corporate or, or local, um, Fry's, Best Buy's, Office Depot's, things like that, and, and train their trainers, essentially. It was, a, it was a train the trainer type of position. <laughs> and one of the things that I really noticed when I was, because eventually I made friends with people who were working retail jobs. And there were some of them who, <laughs> yourself and, and Glenn included, um, and Amit, um, but one of the things that I noticed about the people that I was hanging out with was the circle of influence exercise. I was spending all my time with people who were making minimum wage or content with the status quo. And that, to me, was was a major turning point in my life. It's not your idea of working for Microsoft. Yeah, it was it was a shift that took place in my thinking. Because now, and and don't get me wrong, I still keep in touch with so many of those friends that I'm still you know in, involved in their lives. But in terms of a circle of influence, it wasn't the life that I wanted, and that's when I noticed a shift in my thinking. But had I not reflected back on that, I couldn't say you know what. When I went here and did this, everything changed afterwards. Hmm. And you look back at it now and you're like, wow, that was a huge paradigm shift for me. Just like when, when you do this, at least I'm hoping, uh, being a part of this podcast was a paradigm shift for you. When you're like, wow, like things really changed once I did this. And then reflect on that. Because no matter what we do in life, whether we're pro something or con something, whether we went through with something or decided not to do it. We made a decision. And at any point, we, our subconscious kicks in and your subconscious is designed to keep you safe. You're not a podcaster. You don't know what to do on air. You don't even have your own stuff together. What gives <laughs> you the right to help other people get their stuff together? You almost wanted to say it. Right? All these things kick in because your subconscious wants to protect you from looking foolish. Yeah, it's the fears. Fears of things that have not manifested yet. Right? Yeah. And you overcame that. You said, you know what? No, I am going to do this. And if you, again, I'm, I, I don't know your specifics, but if you had the podcast down as one of your paradigm shifts, that decision that you made of, you know what? I'm going to do this because... That has completely changed your life around. And that's what I want this to do, is help people identify those paradigm shifts where you realize, you know what? After this, my life just went downhill. Well, what was my thinking at that time? Mm -hmm. Why did it take me so long to recognize it? That's the second step of this exercise, that's, I feel like. Yeah. Because when we define these moments or decide what moments were highlights or lowlights, we have to think about that exactly what you said what was our mindset at that time mm -hmm. where were we at mentally not just physically where were we at mentally and emotionally 
those things are critical. When you created this, was this something that you had in mind before this program or during the creation of this program? Um, it actually, <laughs> if you want to see how this came together, look behind you. That's how it happened. It was during when you were. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, that's, that's, <laughs> can, can that's, you share your experience with this right now? With what? With just like you turn around laughing and like, I want to, I want to <laughs> yeah. know this. Because I remember when you put this on the board. Yeah. And you talked about it. This has been up here for probably a couple of months. Now. Yeah. Because I'm. March. Yeah. March. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, so just barely two months now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, Which is why I was glowing so much when you were talking about this is coming out. Because I have known that this has been something, a goal of yours for a long time now. You ready for this? Huh? 2015. Shut the fuck up. I've been procrastinating on this for four years. Holy shit. Wow. That's huge. That is in your goddamn bar graph <laughs> of your life. Um, wow, that's huge. So I, I'm super excited for this to manifest and come to life right now for you. I, I can't explain how ecstatic I am. That's another discussion we can have. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but when I just turned around at the whiteboard behind me in the studio here and I saw... The, the timeline that was on there, it looks identical to the timeline <laughs> that is on this fucking exercise. Yeah. It doesn't have a highlight or a low light necessarily, but yeah. there's notes above and below it. And the way that when you put this out and you put dates on it and you uh-huh. had events, right? So that's what we're doing here. We're putting, we're putting events that happen in our life here. And you're putting events that you're going to create that were going to happen to allow you to release yeah. what you're working on right now. <laughs> Whereas this is reflecting on the past. Yeah. That's a, Creating a plan the for future. the future. Creating yeah. the future. It's it's this in reverse before guess, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so to, to let the audience know, um, so sometimes, okay, just really quickly, um, we all have programs. Mm-hmm that we learn as kids that come to define who we are as adults. You light a Why fire we, in a coffee can, it gets hot. Was that? You light a fire in a coffee can, the coffee can gets hot. Yeah, which Kyle has shared with us on how he almost burnt <laughs> his hand. Um, and so we, we do things as kids that, that really make a difference in us. I'm just going to throw something random out there. Say you always want a, a toy. That, that you really want and makes you happy and you keep hearing your parents say we can't afford that we can't afford that so when you grow up one of two things is going to happen you're either going to have a closet full of Legos and Transformers or <laughs> or you know you are going to grow up with that mindset of I can't afford it I can't afford it and then when you grow up you still can't afford it can't afford it that's the thought that goes in your subconscious kicks in says you really want this it costs X amount of dollars. You are not worthy. You are not worth it. And so because of that, a lot of a lot of what I have to do in terms of designing this 30-day life reset program was getting outside my own head. I couldn't let my own programs, my own shortcomings, my own thought process hinder the, the design of this. And so because of that, I use a tool that is now legal in Washington. 
Um, I will smoke. Smoke what? Uh, smoke some green. Oh. And special shout out to my friend Tananda who um, teaches, has taught me everything I know and stuff like that. So special shout out to you, Tananda. Um, but, and, and it's maybe once in a while when, when I really want to get outside my own thought process. Did your boss piss test you? Did, what? Oh, wait a second. You're your own motherfucking boss. Yeah. Let me pee in a cup. Um, and so a lot of times like I'll, I'll do that and then I come straight to this studio mm-hmm. that has this giant, what is it, like eight four by eight, eight whiteboard? By, yeah, something that's huge. And like you guys, it's so funny because you guys can always tell like, oh, you've been smoking, huh? Because like the whiteboard goes from like nothing to just crazy, everything all over the place. And so that was one of the things that I designed was with the release of this program, Again, going back to if you reach a goal, what's your follow-up going to be? And if you take a look behind you, I have that. I'm like, okay, here's where I want to be done with it. Here's where I want the testing to be done. What am I going to do afterwards? I'm going to book and schedule nothing but speaking engagements for myself to start marketing this. And I took a look at that and I was like, wow, this is really powerful because now I am creating my future and I can see it. However, I need to know where I've been and... It's so important for you to do that because you need to know when you were having your worst times, when did you fight back? Because that's when you can reflect back. And as you get closer again to that miserable feeling, you're like, here's how I got myself out of it last time. And it's almost like a warning system for you, an, an alert system. Like, all right, Kyle, you were you were super depressed around this time frame. And here's how you fought out of it. Well, now you know, you know what? I'm starting to feel those same feelings again. Am I headed down the same path? Here's how I got out of it last time. Here's what I need to do to get out of it this time. And that's where you learn from your past mistakes. And I feel like that's something else that people say all the time, you know, learn from your mistakes, but they don't. Easier said than done. They keep doing them. And I think it's strongly because we don't know how to identify those mistakes. I think we choose not to identify those mistakes. Oh, discomfort dodging again. Mistakes are embarrassing. Yeah. Right? No one wants to admit they're wrong. Right? A mistake or something that was done wrong is something that a lot of people, I think, tend to sweep under the rug. Pretend it didn't happen because you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. Dodge discomfort, as you say, right? So until we can accept those and truly mark those as points in our life where we made a bad decision or made a mistake or we're going on the wrong path or whatever that is, we don't know how to come back from it because we're not accepting it as a moment in our life. We're not accepting it as part of us. Oh. Right? Yeah. So I think that's probably one of the problems is that we're not aware of it because we're trying to pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right? When when you were filling this out, did you find that you had more high points or more low points? You know, more high points. More high points, I would say. Um, and this isn't a reflection of you, I just, uh, uh, but more of the thought process. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's funny is I originally thought like, I'll say, okay, how am I going to do this? How would I execute this? And I first thought, okay, well low points and I was like man that's like such a negative thought process to think of the low points first mm-hmm. and I was like no you know what I need to gauge 
what I consider a high point. I know what the low points are easy to identify mm-hmm. to me. I, I know when I was down and out and I was hurting and I was struggling and there were things that put me in a place where I was kind of like, man, this is not ideal. It's not where I want to be. What do I gotta do to get out of this? I can, I can recognize those. I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are things that I wanted to not replicate. I didn't want them to happen again. I didn't want to be in that same place again. But the positive things, I do remember those. I wanted to replicate those. A good amount of my positive things had to do with um, trips or travel or, or moments, right, or achievements or things like that. So those became easier to identify once I identified a couple of them. But as you mentioned, I initially gravitated towards lowlights. Mm because I thought they were going to be easier to identify. Mm-hmm. That That's interesting that you, that you say that, because I've got this whole theory on why girls like the bad guys, mm-hmm. right? And and I think this kind of, like, maybe even proved it, because it's easier for us to identify on the bad points, because we, we even though we try to ignore them, we reflect on them more than the highlights. Highlight happens, you're like, man, today was a good day. Bad day happens, you're like, man, like, this is how I feel. I feel down in the dumps. Like, this is why. And you reflect on it more. And and I think it's interesting. Overall, what was your experience with this? Um, like, I know you said you wish there was more time, you know, than, than, than we yeah, had yeah. and stuff like that. But, but overall, what was the experience? Like, what did I get out of this? Just yeah, going did, through it? Has, it? has it made an impact for you or, or not at all? Or, oh, this was kind of interesting. 100%. It has made an impact, and I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into each of the moments uh-huh. that I have because I think that's just what they are, right? There, there are moments in in my life, right? There are chapters of my book, whatever you want to call it. So I think I would want to do that. Um, but it's really allowed me to take stock or take inventory of my accomplishments, yeah. where I've come from. Because... There's a lot of things on here through here. Well, I started pointing. I was like, oh, this was great. Like, I started thinking, what are my best memories? My best memories were these moments that I would jot down. And I'm like, oh, man, during this time when these things happened, I was also doing X, Y, and Z. So when I look at my highlights, there's so many other good things I had going for myself that were just like these little moments here and there that I was like, yeah, like buying a home was huge for me, right? I had absolutely horrible credit for a long time. So I take a look at some of these other moments and these things that I was able to make happen um, are because I was taking steps to get to where I want to be and so many other positive things were happening for me. My credit was in the dumps. It was shit. I had to get a secured credit card, which is a prepaid credit card. You have to give the bank money and they give you a credit card for the amount of money you gave them. It's a fucking gift card. Oh. That was how I got my first actual credit card after I had ruined my credit. Yeah. And today that credit card has a limit of like $20,000. But it started with 600 bucks. Probably five or six years ago. So those are things that I take a look at. It's kind of like, oh, I remember doing this and monitoring this. Like when I bought the car, right? It was kind of like I was able to do that. That was something that I wasn't able to do in the past. But it's in between these other big highlights mm-hmm. that I can recognize these other moments in my life that were kind of like, wow, yeah, these are pretty, these are pretty awesome too. 
So uh, a paradigm shift for you was deciding to buy a house because in so many other things just kind of fell into that place that kept on. I think so. Yeah. I think so. It was deciding that, yeah, deciding I wanted to and I knew, you know, hey, these are things that I need. I, I have to put myself in a position to be able to take advantage of these things and I'm not in a position yet. So I need to get on that trajectory. Um, so yeah, it's, it, that was one thing I recognized, right, was other things that happened in that timeline. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you're able to find some value in this. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because so much of this stuff comes from things that I do anyways in my life mm-hmm. that I didn't really think about until other people have shared like, oh, that was really impactful or, or important or anything like that, you know, and, and there's been a lot of new stuff that hmm. I myself am excited to do like, like this. I'm really excited to see this. It's it, another thing I want. I was thinking of when you said this, we talked about lowlights and highlights. I think people remember the lowlights mm-hmm. because it's something that you want to take an action after because you want to uh, prevent it or change it. And we don't take action after highlights because we don't want to prevent it or change it. Oh. We want that to be the status quo, right? Yeah. So we don't do anything. But by not doing anything, we begin to decline. Yeah. And what you just said is you don't think about the impact that these things have because these are things that you do all the time. Mm -hmm. So does that make them less impactful for you? In, in a weird kind of way, it's just a part of my or routine less now. Yeah. A part of who I am. Like you brought up Kobe, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And and you have other goats out there like Brady and things like that. That It's just a part of their nature. It's a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've been... My senior project in high school was a, a leadership class that needed to be developed as, a, as an elective in high school that mm-hmm. is now being implemented from in my school district. So ever since, you know, high school, even before that, I've been reading leadership stuff and, and how to better myself and all that kind of stuff, you know? So all these things are things that I have been challenging myself with and, and implementing in my life anyways. And only is it recently that I've been, you know, trying to trying to help other people or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so for me, even though it's it's a part of my makeup, it's a part of who I am, it's sometimes it, you know, Kobe wins another ring and he's like, oh, okay, here's another ring. And he sets it on the counter, doesn't really think twice about it. But the first time someone from the outside sees that ring, it's almost like he gets reminded of, yeah, this is something, you know, you run marathons now. Mm-hmm. And for you, it's just, oh yeah, you know, just ran another half marathon. But someone who's not a runner, like, I can't even imagine that, you know, the, the, and, and it's funny because when I ask you, I'll ask you questions that you said other people don't ask. Instead of like, oh, how'd it feel crossing the finish line? It'd be like, man, when when did you have that moment of, you know what, like, I'm having fun. It's a nice day. I'm just going to let a little bit off the gas pedal and just enjoy this. You know, you you keep on going. Or how did it feel when, when you came home and took your shoes off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the same thing with like skiing, you know, everyone who's gone skiing, oh, taking the ski boots off and no matter how uncomfortable your regular shoes are, they're the most comfortable shoes in the world. 
at that moment. 100%. You know? And you remember how uncomfortable ski boots are, but you still keep going. Well, not you, but yeah. I do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's it's interesting. There's... We've, we've had... We get a lot of feedback from people who, you know, listen to these episodes. And even just talk about the, the impact that it makes on them, which is just staggering. You know? We have... Like people like Vinay and Christina who will start listening to current episodes, find so much value that then they go back to episode one mm-hmm. and listen to them all the way through, you know. And it's not just because we're funny or you know we're entertaining; it's because we do provide value, and then we provide it in such a way that's easy to implement in your life. And I think that's what people have really come to enjoy about this podcast is because a lot of things that we're talking about. Not only is it easy to implement in your life, but you're hearing direct results of the impact it makes in each of our personal lives. Yeah. Every day. Well, I appreciate this exercise. And I think anybody who does 3 Day Life Reset is going to get a lot out of it. Um, especially because you're going to have more to go along with the exercise during the program, of course. And... and uh, yeah, like you you and Glenn, when you did this, you were just given the sheets of paper. Yeah. And just said, and go. Um, but in the actual thing, there's a, there's about a 15-minute video. Because we were guinea pigs. You know, you were guinea pigs of kind of talking about like a lot of the stuff that we mentioned on this podcast yeah. and then help you, you know, a lot of reflection. Yeah, I think it's good. And mine looks pretty crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, man. Well. As we wrap here, do we have anything else to leave to our listeners this week? Don't dwell on your past, but take the time to learn from it. Easier said than done. Yeah, oh, yeah. Way easier to say than said than done. Living in the past. It's a dangerous thing. We did an episode on that in, in, in the past. Dwelling in the past, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I think this is a, a fantastic exercise to really just take inventory of your life, where you've been, what you've accomplished, what you've been through, um, what you've been able to withstand. What about you, Glenn? Any comments from you? <laughs> no feedback from Glenn? <laughs> There's that middle finger again. Oh, man. What is that? Yeah. You want some donut holes? Yeah, he looks like he wants some donut holes. Well, we appreciate y'all listening to another episode of the GYSD podcast this week. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week for another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast in the whole wide world. Get your shit together. GYSD podcast, GYSDpodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYSD podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 